Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast. Yes, Holy Smokes Podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, Happy Lent. Happy Lent. Happy Lent. Did you was Ash Wednesday everything you had imagined and wanted it to be and more yesterday? Okay, so <laughs> I oh man. This is the first time I've gone to the like the the parish over here. Close and by. right. And it was it was so 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 packed. Mm. Um I I could not believe how crowded and packed this was. But I really appreciated what Father did because about after his homily he said, okay, this is what's going to happen. Um, we're going to distribute to ashes. I'm going to distribute to the uh, extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. I'm going to distribute to the servers. Uh, the server will distribute to me. But we're not going to distribute ashes to the congregation until after <laughs> communion. And he said, so nobody leave. Okay? If you want your ashes, you're going to have to stay all the way through till after communion because the ashes will not be distributed until after the final blessing and i was like yes you were doing like a mini victory dance in your head i i really was i wanted to stand up and just and just like, like start clapping. clap just slow clap um and, but it's funny because like like he was laughing as he was saying it and everybody was like laughing but like you could hear like people like the grumbling uh, and then proceeded with his like long homily. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, man, but it was um, it was so so crowded and packed, uh, and like people there, there were. I feel like we we're way over capacity as far as like the legal limit, but like there were, there were a lot of people that were like um, standing, and um, like in the back, like on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty pretty bad. How about yours? Yeah, I mean, uh, mine was good. Uh, so uh, we had a we had a six a.m. Uh, low mass yesterday that was that um, at our parish, and I wish I could stop there and say I went, <laughs> uh-huh. but I I had wanted to I wanted to, but I I wasn't able to make it. I didn't wake up in time, so uh, I ended up going to the high mass at 6 p.m in the evening mm-hmm. so um th- the thing about the traditional latin mass is that if anything happens um it happens prior to the liturgy being celebrated this mm-hmm. is very different it was a very kind of weird shift for me considering mm-hmm. like my whole life i'd done like novus ordo right like everything happens after the homily kind of incorporated within the mass Mm-hmm. Um, but in the traditional Latin Mass, everything is very separate, and the liturgy remains distinct and separate. Uh, so, um, before Mass started, they did the rite of of the ashes, and and they distributed the ashes. Oh, okay. But here's what here's the great part. Um, <laughs> for the mere fact that not everyone's familiar with like the traditional Latin Mass and the rite and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people who you you could like you could spot them they just they didn't they just sort of came in because they knew there was going to be mass there yeah but they didn't know what was going on <laughs> they didn't realize it was like a latin mass oh so they, they didn't like, know when to leave yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of them actually like after like uh it was it had to have been like after offertory this is like 30 minutes after 
the ashes had been distributed, they were like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done here. And they <laughs> they're like, all right, it's time for me to go. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful mess. Uh, and um, uh, God knows how proud I can be with my ashes on my forehead. So it was raining really hard. So as soon as I got out. It was gone. It was done. It was gone. It was done. <laughs> he was like, Jerome, I'm going to save you from the potential of being proud. Let me just wash yeah, this off yeah. you right now. So yeah, I was like ready to go to the store. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go show go. people my ashes. <laughs> um, I didn't get to do that. We just went to get like a fish fillet, and that was it. <laughs> That's all we did after. Cause we went to a, we went to we went to a six o'clock one, and then we realized that they were they were overlapping on the liturgical celebrations because there was a mass that we went to. And then there was um, a liturgy of the word that was taking place like 30 minutes after the one that I went to. So mm-hmm. there was like a little overlap going on, which I think they did on purpose because they had it. They did the liturgy of the word in like another building, like in a hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had like they had a lot of different options, but it was like nonetheless, it was still like really really crowded and stuff but yeah huh. i don't even yeah, know what that means they had a liturgy of the word What's that I, mean? I think it's just it's just a um just the distribution of the ashes i think part of i could be wrong but part of like the requirement is to do like there has to be some sort I of i see they they didn't have a com- they didn't have mass or communion with it it was literally just the dis- right. distribution of the ashes right 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 and i th- i think they have to do like the readings or something right. like that yeah. yeah most most of the different like rites that like for blessings and stuff have a reading that accompany it anyways so i i could have see yeah. yeah okay cool awesome so i got a lot of uh feedback about like our episode last week and okay. some of the tips that we put out for like hey things to give up during lent so mm-hmm. um i'm feeling pretty good about like our like sort of start of lent but um you had mentioned nate and and i I definitely recognize from our last episode that we really didn't sort of, we talked about the things that you do during Lent, uh-huh. but we never actually talked about like why Lent. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Maybe yeah, we yeah. can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I think we talked about mostly like the, um, like the, the rules. Ash Wednesday and the rules <laughs> yeah. of, of Lent. Um, but where and you know, like why, where it all came from and why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, Which we is didn't important. Really get to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we should. You don't want to be one of those where, like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday and I have to go to Mass. Right. You know? Or just I, go through Lent and, oh, it's Lent, so we have to do the Lent thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, know, know what you're doing um, before you're actually going to do it. So, um, from what I was able to, like, put together or try to find. Um, was that like the, some of the earliest mentions of the season of Lent or where it becomes like more um, like regular is actually very, very, very early on. Uh, we're talking about like like in the early 300s around like the Counts of, um, of Nicaea. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about like very, very, very early in the church history where um, um, people were implored to to fast um for 40 days in in preparation for 
um, the day that that Easter was to be celebrated. And um, like 40, 40 is really important uh, for a lot of reasons because uh, like there's a lot of um, like spiritual uh, significance behind that. So if you go all the way back to like um, the time of Moses um, when he was preparing to receive like the Ten Commandments, mm. um, he stayed with the Lord on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights without eating any food or drinking any water. Um, Elijah walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of the Lord on Mount Horeb um, or uh, otherwise known as like also Mount Sinai. Um, and then Jesus, where it all like comes, you know, full circle is he prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights mm-hmm. in the desert before he began his public ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like like 40 days is not just significant because Jesus fasted for 40 days. Like you see um, other references to 40 days and some of it is in preparation for something, right? Right. And so um, a, a lot of it for, you know, once those 40 days was established, um, the idea was like, okay, well, how much fasting is to be done? Like what's what's really reasonable here? You know, do we do just just bread and water only? Um, in um, like in Jerusalem, people fasted for forty days, Monday through Friday, but not on Saturday or Sunday. Like those mm-hmm. are like days of rest. Um, and then by doing so, Lent would last for eight weeks. Mm. That makes sense because you're doing yep. it for like more more days. Um, and then uh, in Rome and in the West, uh, people fasted for six days. Um, mm-hmm. It, it kind of does kind of vary from uh like region to region and all that um but then we, we do kind of start to get more um like more defined rules um pope gregory um issued uh that we should abstain from flesh meat and from all things that come from flesh um uh and he, he even goes as far as saying like even milk cheese and eggs um and then another rule was uh for a person to have one meal a day in the evening or at like 3 p.m., which is like considered the hour of mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over time, like these rules continue to um, evolve. It, it came from eventually eating fish is allowed. Um, <clears throat> and then um, kind of the the rules that we have for today, uh, dispensations were kind of given for eating, eating dairy. Um if like a pious work was performed or something like that. And then uh, we do kind of get more narrowed down into, you know, well, meat, like just stay away from meat, chicken, beef, um, mm-hmm. dairy products are like, okay. Um, it, it does kind of get more defined over time. Um, but yeah, like that's just kind of a quick history of, where Lent comes from. It's not something that like just suddenly sprang up after like the like Second Vatican Council or something like that. Like this is a very um, early, early practice that's very rich in the the history of the um, of the church. And so as as far as like why, you know, Lent is important for us now as as Catholics, uh, I think it's I think it's difficult for us like as a society to to give up things you know um yeah or or and kind of like with the practice of lent like i can i totally get and understand that it it is probably not a very popular thing to do 
you know um considering sure. that kind of, yeah with like what i just said like the whole idea of i have to give up things um and then sure. i can't have something on fridays um and then i have to like cut off a meal or two or something like that for like two days like yeah yeah it's it's kind of like this imposition where um you know we don't we don't want to give up things because maybe we we're just you know used to a certain thing of uh or things happening and so i i think that Mm -hmm. being in a culture where and a society where we're, we're able to gain access to anything instantaneously right I feel like yeah. we are like sponges that just keep absorbing and absorbing and absorbing and absorbing and that's it. And and we're very fortunate. I, we're very fortunate to be blessed to live in a country where, um, you know, we have access to almost anything at any time, you know? Right. And we, we live in a society where... Um, we live in a society of Amazon Prime, oh, yeah. next day delivery, exactly. Um, Uber Eats, get it now when you want it, right? You know, and so yeah, and, and a, a society of of convenience and um, instant gratification, right? And and so like how like uh, giving up something, you know, for these forty days is probably like not a popular um, popular thing that people want to do. Um, but I feel like be, because of those reasons, it's so much more important to do it, you know, sure. because I, yeah. I, I think that being a, like having to sacrifice things, it kind of it helps. I think it helps us to understand and, and appreciate like the things that we have for one, um, but but also to know what it is like to sacrifice to and to want right yeah to want yeah. and to sacrifice and and that is Boy, something that first people world do problems not, i know right oh, gosh <laughs> i feel stupid saying all this stuff but like <laughs> but like it, it it does it does teach and it does it does teach us to to learn to want what is right because yeah, yeah. Be, because it does draw us back to okay i'm gonna give this up for for some sort of like good because I know that I, I should give it up. And what am I right. giving up? If if there is this this thing that I'm giving up, what is occupying that space? You know? Mm -hmm. Is it my like me? Is it my pride, my vanity, the the things yeah. that I want people, you know, or is it, you know, something that is given and, and offered up for for the glory of God? You know, because God mm -hmm. is so good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to do this thing because God is so good to me. Right, right. I, I, so the beautiful thing about our faith is is so many parts of it are multifaceted, right? Yeah. I think what you just went through is you went through Lent and its importance and relevance for a culture today, right? Um, and sort of it's, it's countercultural, which our faith always is, and mm -hmm. it, it helps us to kind of remind ourselves that we aren't made for the fleeting and instant gratifications of this world right we are made for the eternal gratification and and satisfaction and peace and joy and uh, and union with god in heaven right yeah and so part of it is you know it is a practice of of detachment from these things to prove to ourselves to god 
to our peers, to our Christians and non-Christians alike, that we can live without these things and that God himself sustains us, mm-hmm. right? Um, for whatever it is you're giving, giving up, like it could be chocolate, it could be social media, it could be technology, it could be, it could be something as simple as soda, right? Mm-hmm. But like to give these things up to, to make that statement to yourself, yes, like I don't need it, right? And in fact, like, uh, God will sustain me through this sacrifice. I think another reason that we can't ignore about Lent, about why it's important now, is, and it's it's hardly talked about, which which is a shame, but the idea of sacrifice cannot, in the Catholic sense, be divorced from the idea of reparation, of 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 payment for sins, right, and um, uh. The reason we can't divorce that is because that is what Jesus came to do, right? And he he gave, like we mentioned before, he gave that power to and and uh, purpose to suffering when he died on the cross. Yeah. So aside from these things, but like the ability for us to to detach from these material needs, we also should acknowledge why now, because I mean. The world, like never before, has seen a moral crisis. Mm-hmm. Has never seen a moral crisis like it faces today. Yeah. With the different, the different things that um, uh, pervade in our culture, mm-hmm. um, there's a need for penance and for reparation and for prayer and, and things like this. Yeah. Um, if you read some of the writings of, like, let's say, uh, Saint John Chrysostom about the the society he lived in and the culture he lived in um compared to and the things that he was saying how pervasive the culture was then right and looking at now it's like he like he literally either could be talking about now or would be mortified yeah (laughs) at the culture that we have today yeah do you know what i mean yeah so yes i mean there there is there there is that uh relevance to it in the sense of of like for yourself, but also relevance in order as a, as a people, as a church, mm-hmm. um, to like the people of Nineveh, you know, throwing on sackcloth and ash, doing repentance and doing reparation for the sins, not only of our own, but of, of, of humanity. Yeah. And I think, I think one, I guess, consoling thing about it, like, it, it it's nice to know that you know you're you're not the only one that's just giving up things or that's sacrificing you know like it's the whole uh the catholic church um yeah. you're if you're struggling you know you're struggling with you know other people that are giving up things too so um mm-hmm. i i think um i think that's a wonderful thing being able to uh share mm-hmm. in in some of those like sacrifices and um and you know, going going through the, the the same struggles that other people are kind of go through. It's like it's kind of like this united front. Like we're we're in this together, and we're all walking and heading towards the same direction, which is, you know, the uh, the the Easter celebration. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, let's let's put it in that perspective too, right? Like, um, we're suffering and sacrificing now, but like. I've never had a more sweeter 
Easter and more, you know, rewarding Easter than after like some of my hardest Lents. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you uh, and um, it's representative also of even our journey here on Earth, right? Like a like it's not meant to be the the wide road, right? Mm-hmm. We're meant to tra- the, travel the narrow road, and we're meant to deny ourselves and take up our cross. But like all of it is because of our Easter, because of the the very celebration that of Easter. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why we do these things, and that's why we unite ourselves with the church in penance and in sacrifice, because there is a joy awaiting us. There, it's where, <laughs> despite popular belief of Catholics being like this morbid and and just talking about brimstones and fire and hell and punishment and guilt, um, it's not that we always talk about it. It's that we're willing to accept it because we know the joy of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And we're not afraid of those things because, again, we know the joy of our Lord risen. We know that we've won the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we just kind of wanted to um, just talk a little bit about that, you know, because I feel like I, I feel like we jump into these liturgical um, beginnings without understanding their beginnings and why we kind of yeah, do the yeah. things that we do. So, and and as we kind of get more, um, like more into the other things, like Palm Sunday and Holy Week and Good Friday and stuff, like those will be, those will be very interesting things to kind of talk yeah. about um, and their origins too. Um, I think it would be worthwhile, and I I hope that um, Nate, you'll oblige me, like on the week, or the the episode before. Easter Vigil, I would love to just do a whole episode on just liturgy mm-hmm. because Easter Vigil, vigil Liturgy Easter is so <laughs> <laughs> Easter Vigil Liturgy is so representative of like the beauty of our liturgy in the church Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. and we can talk about so much I think that's a that's a good idea because if, if, if nobody has ever been to that particular celebration I think think i think it's good for everybody to do it at least once um i want to buy i want to buy new bells i'm not happy i'm not satisfied with the bells that i got like i want i want something more i want a gong (laughs) i i just get excited by the fire and the candles oh yeah yeah yeah. that's pretty cool the whole first part like is just so moving to me Uh uh-huh it's just anyways we'll save that for that that episode (laughs) um Cool. So I got a little bit of feedback about the the podcast, and I thought that maybe I'd share it with you, Nate, okay. and sort of with our audience here. Um, one of the things that uh, sort of like, and maybe we can kind of incorporate it with like Lent. I don't know. We'll figure a way. Uh-huh. We'll make it work. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but one of the uh, pieces of feedback I got was like, hey, you know, drum, we love, we love the podcast, but <clears throat> could you and Nate talk about how like the things that you talk about or just the Catholic faith in general, relate to, you know, the working professional. Like, someone who shares the faith, but is, like, day-to-day, going through their job, working, and, like, how do, what's the overlap there, and how does how do these two worlds intersect? Oh, okay, okay. And I thought that was, like, I mean, we're, we're both at places where we can talk about that. Yeah, it's... I'm sure you have some... Oh, yeah. ...some experiences, and 
I know I do. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because I think like sometimes if you're at, like at a workplace, um, like sometimes talking about your faith can be like, oh, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm going to be like, walk on eggshells if I like bring up that I'm Catholic or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be very, mm-hmm. you'll be, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, when you find out that like somebody else also shares the faith. There's a bunch of us out there in the world. Right. But also yeah. like, you might find people that like are very you know like very serious about the faith like i'm very fortunate because like i like i work with a few people that um like i've known through ministry and stuff but then people that like Mm -hmm. i met like that were new and i find out that they're catholic so like i I brought Mm -hmm. up like i brought up um like my friend lila a few times right and um like one thing that I really value uh, you like about about that is we both share the faith and we both talk about it um Mm -hmm. and like i i really really value that uh because like it's it's always just nice to be able to to talk about it like out and and to kind of like just share like stories and stuff like that but i remember one time like i remember one time um we were talking about something we were talking about like work and then i was like oh shoot like i'm pretty sure i lost like (laughs) i like i lost this um like this paper and i was like i don't know if i should say something about it and she was all like um yeah i don't know i was like yeah i like i i really like i'm not quite sure what to do but like i'm pretty sure i can't find it and like literally the next day like somebody walks into my office with that paper and they're like oh hey i found this and i was all like oh my gosh thank you so much and i called her i was like god is so funny sometimes you know like (laughs) so i explained the whole thing and she started laughing but like um like i i know that it can be risky at times to share that to like share your faith um sure if you're not because that was definitely like how i I, it was in in some other places too um being able to to live it out like as a professional can be can certainly be challenging i I think it's always good to like have those little reminders with you um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one thing that 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 helped me out a lot um and continues to help me till this day is to like carry a rosary with me and that means to like like I usually will have a rosary bracelet or um, or a rosary in my pocket. Um, I prefer to keep a rosary on my wrist because I can see that, as opposed mm-hmm. to like a rosary in my pocket. Like I can't see that, but a rosary on my wrist, like I can see it. It makes a sound. I can like I sure. like I can feel it, and that has. And so for you, you need that like sort of you need that like reminder that physical reminder yeah like something that i can see or feel um Mm -hmm. has definitely helped um even also too like having um like a little reading that you can take like if you're on a break um i know i know like it's so easy to just like want to hop on like your phone when you go on a break and i'm not saying like not to like if that's what you want to do like go ahead but if you could squeeze in also there too like a little a little spiritual like little nugget of goodness you know yeah, in that yeah. like 
you can bring it up on your phone there's tons of apps like there's so many different things but just but just finding what works best with you i think is also really important because like yeah for me pulling up spiritual readings on my phone i'm learning now does not stick well with me it sure. doesn't um i think having like a mini the physical uh, book. like a physical book something that, like that's like tangible <laughs> and has like i don't know texture to it like mm-hmm. works better for my type of spirituality so i think it's a it it, it can be a few things find your spirituality and then whatever yeah. you find works try to fit it in into your work life so that you can live it out because it will make a yeah. huge difference yeah i I, could, I, I, would, I guess i would also sort of say you know in the gospel of matthew um our Lord tells us to be cunning as serpents. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and remember when he um, says the parable of, of the um, the servant who was rewarded for being so like clever and sort of signing off mm-hmm. the the um, the Lord's debts uh, oh, at yeah. a lower price yeah. so that he had somewhere to go. Um, so like the the children of this world are so clever, but how about like the children of God? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think. <sighs> Did I did I tell did I talk about the story at all uh, on the podcast about that um, about that coffee shop that I went to? I don't think we've talked the... about coffee really on this. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I guess the way that I would liken it as a as a Catholic in in the professional world is um, this coffee shop that I went to in Berkeley. I forget the name of the place, and frankly, I don't think I'll I would share it and and like endorse them if they don't want to be endorsed by us so oh, just, yeah. but anyways it's um it's this coffee shop in berkeley and I, I was walking around the neighborhood one day um sort of waiting for something with my wife and uh we go, we go in and we get a cup of coffee and uh i order they had pecan tarts and i love pecan tarts so i, I get a soy latte and a pecan tart and i sit down and the latte is really really good and so we finish we finish our coffee and then I go back and then I ask for another latte. And by the way, the pecan tart was amazing too. Mm. And so I go back to the counter and I'm like, hey, can I have another latte to go, please? Uh, instead of soy, can it be two percent milk? Mm-hmm. And the um, barista looked at me. She's like, oh, we don't serve real milk here. <laughs> and I'm like, why not? Is and it she's like, oh, we're a vegan, we're a vegan coffee shop. Oh, okay. And then I was like. Uh. I was like, wait, the pecan tart that I just like had, immediately that was... spit up all your food. <laughs> You're no, like, no, I mean, I mean, no, like it was all really good. And like, I was like, wait, the pecan tart I just had, that was, that was vegan. And uh-huh. they were like, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, ah, cool. Well, let me just have a soy latte. Uh-huh. Right. And it was um, it, like that moment has been impressed in my mind for so long because that's what I, that's what I want as a, as a Catholic in the professional uh-huh. world. Like, I asked them why not. They were like, oh, we're a vegan cafe, right? Like, if someone's going to ask me, why are you doing that? Like, why do you have ashes on your friend? Oh, I'm Catholic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But outside of that, like, there's just there's just something there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and when people want to identify it, then they'll identify it as Catholicism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, to be cunning in certain ways. There's a, um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm a big nerd, computer scientist, and there's this really... Like one of the fathers of computer science, Donald Knuth, um, he did a few talks in uh, MIT a long time ago. And one of the things he talked about was like, hey, like 
as a professor in 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 Harvard or Stanford. No, a professor in Stanford. Um, uh, I rarely allowed the two to intersect. Right, like, and he was he was uh, he's Lutheran, not Catholic, but like very, very strong in his faith. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, at the very end of the class, I would allow people to ask. At the, at the last day of class, I would allow people to ask any question they want, at, as long as it wasn't religion or politics. Okay. And the reason for that was, he, he said, well, the school was paying me to teach a certain thing, right? And so it would be a, a, it would be a misuse of the, the funds I was being paid to insert my personal beliefs into this some way or another. Mm-hmm. But that being said, he still, like, found other ways to sort of influence others and to to kind of talk about his faith his 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 uh, lectures were later collected and made into a book things a computer science rarely talks about Mm. right Mm -hmm. so although he didn't really bring it up in his um in his classes like the success that he sort of amassed in his in his life and writing this book Mm -hmm. impacts so many more people than just the number of people in his classes so uh it's it's about finding cunning ways, sort yeah. of like finding different things. I, For myself, for example, I have a Rule of St. Benedict mm-hmm. a book at my desk, mm-hmm. and um, I read it every once in a while, just like every time I need to kind of like reflect on something, yeah. I, I open up the rule, and I leave it there, open, like out of, like, um, just, and people come by, and sometimes they look at it, and sometimes they read it, and sometimes they don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the little sort of, the little nudge that maybe God will use one day. Yeah. I, um, one thing that kind of happened to me when I was working at, um, at family law, um, like that was, that was actually very, that was really challenging because like, there there was kind of like a saying, like there's only two reasons why people come to family law. Um, and it, it really, it's kind of sad, but true. Um, divorce and custody. That's really it. And so yeah. you're you're either gonna see cases of divorce or custody, and it's usually because it was a divorce. And then there's like a few yeah. occasions where you will run across cases where it's um, where some where, where a child gets a foster family, and they're like, mm-hmm. and that's about one percent of the cases that we get. And it was pretty much like it was it was really true, but like seeing the cases come in as far as like the amount of like divorces that come in um and then you start seeing like horrific things like domestic abuse um Mm. like uh, whether it's you know spouses or the children involved like it's it is horrifying and for me like being in that was was really really challenging it was mostly like depressing because you you literally see like lines of people every day and it doesn't let up and it's just for the same thing and you're mm-hmm. like wow like I, I, you hear about like this the, the statistic of divorce right you hear it and you're like okay like you hear it as a number but like when you actually see it it's it's much worse than than just hearing about us a, a number right mm-hmm and when you start seeing just some of the other stuff that gets involved with that it's it's tough and it's it's it was that was a very challenging time for me um being there in that environment um and then 
you know, holding on to, you know, holding on to my faith and trying to still believe in like, <laughs> like in the goodness of people when mm-hmm. you're getting and, and kind of being around like, you know, some of the worst of people with the cases that were involved, you know? Right. And um, when it, what really helped me get through that was um, I, you know, I, I looked, I was like, okay, I need to go to a church or something just really real quickly, like after work or something, stop by the chapel and pray, you know, to kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, get my, my footing back yeah. where I needed to be. Yeah. Um, because like sometimes I would, I would get home late and there, there wouldn't be like any masses available. And so I was really fortunate right. to find, um, there's a, there's a 24 hour adoration chapel, um, close by and, um, I was able to kind of go there and kind of like recharge my batteries or if I, I could, I would go there in the morning before just kind of like mentally prepare myself for the things that I was about to see. Um, uh-huh. And then, you know, I, I didn't find many people there that were, you know, as involved in the faith. Um, I, maybe like one or two, and, you know, they kind of, we had little, you know, sessions where you can talk about it here and there, but um you know, find, find, finding some sort of outlet like going to adoration or something like that was was really really helpful. And 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 I felt like being being there in that kind of environment, like seeing how bad things are, like made me think like, wow, like you know, we um, you know, there's there's a lot to pray for and there's a lot to to make penance for and to you know to sacrifice for, you know. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, what, you know, when I was feeling down and, you know, kind of feeling the weight and the pressure of all of these kinds of cases that I was seeing, like, I tried just try to like, just to offer it up for those people that are going through these, these things. Cause it's never fun. Nobody ever walks out really happy, you know, like somebody, yeah. somebody walks out, you know, hurt and yeah. that's really, really sad. And so I was like, okay, you know, what? like I'm here for a reason. And if you're in your workplace, wherever you are, like you know that you're there for a reason and if it's to maybe see or realize things for what they really are kind of like how i was at family law or you know um or what i'm doing now like Mm -hmm. there there is a reason for you to be there and you know you, you try to try to find what that is and engage your spirituality to kind of keep that to kind of keep that going you know because like that, yeah, that grace, that grace, that grace comes in and it helps out so much. It also, um, it also co- sort of speaks to the need of like some sense of community, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if if I didn't have like some people of like-minded values mm-hmm. at the workplace or close by, right? Like, maybe not at the workplace, maybe at church, uh, who understood like the day-to-day of yeah. like what's happening um it would be a lot harder oh, yeah, right yeah. and and like that that separate set of eyes uh, who they share the same values of you as you um have the same spirituality as you um mm-hmm. definitely helps i mean a great example of this is like the other day just uh, i think two days ago uh, someone who who recently started working at the company that i work at uh he he and I finally got together and got lunch together, and we we both brought our lunch that day. Mm. So we grabbed a conference room. We had our lunches there, 
And like, it was just so nice because like, literally before anything, we just both knew that we, we needed to pray before we ate. Mm. And so here are these two guys, like grown men in a conference room in this like huge company doing a sign of the cross, bowing their heads and saying the prayer before meals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's the, that little small sense of community um, if you can find that wherever you're working, like it doesn't have to be in the workplace. It, great if it is, mm. but like that's gold. Oh yeah. And those are the people that you want to like. Those are the people you want to gravitate to, and hold on to, and sort of nurture those friendships because we are, as human beings, we are not made to do this alone, right? Like we are, we our very nature thrives for connection and relational yeah. sort of. Um, values and relational relationships yeah so yeah 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 i uh, actually that, that reminded me of another of another thing that happened to me a few years ago when i first uh when i started a new position i, I was an assistant to um to my boss duh that makes sense um but but but, but i came in and, and like it was a new office and new team and i was like okay like i'm the new guy here um and i remember like um like my boss who's now like a really good friend of mine he um like people told him like he's very intimidating he's just like really quiet and like um like he just gives like very just straight and direct answers like you know because he's very dodgeable so it's like he knows he has the answer for everything and so like i remember one time like we were, we were like went out to lunch and it was one of those like weird things where i'm like okay like i'm new here all right i'm about to make sign of the cross gotta pay for my food <laughs> uh, really like the, like the like the pressure the pressure the pressure and um yeah. like as like i make the sign of the cross like my boss he makes the sign of the cross too and i was all like oh, you're <sighs> one of us like and, and like and he, he like <laughs> legit like <laughs> like he like like he like bowed his head like he made the sign of the cross and he bowed his head and he like paused and i was like oh thank you god like um you'll yeah. be really surprised it's so you'll funny how really nervous surprised. we get about that yeah yeah it's so funny like because like even me like to this day like i like i'm like it's like okay, how do i do like, this again they're like yeah you're like, like, well, like they're, they're, they'll be like yeah what would i do with my hands uh, but like middle of a conversation uh-huh. like conversations happening the food just got there uh-huh. you're out to lunch right uh-huh. and then the food is there and and they're talking uh-huh. to you oh how do you say? Right. How do you say? Hold on. Like, stop. Do you know what I mean? I I mean I'm very guilty of like maybe just like just saying it like as they're talking and saying it really really quickly mm-hmm. and then just like getting it done with and I I don't know maybe I should be more like intentional in my prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had a mini examination of conscience there you? on the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Confessing my sins to the world. <laughs> but I think it's like. <laughs> I think it's just really cool because, like, do something little like that, like, even at work, like, you will be very surprised at, like, maybe this is the results that can come from it. Like, I was totally surprised, and I was, I was, like, really happy from that. Um, and I think for anybody who's, like, listening to kind of, like, I guess close out that question, like, when it comes to your faith, like, you know, and living it out at work, at work, like, it's one thing to do it and being preachy about it or even being snobby about your faith, right? But it's another thing if you're yeah. just, like, you know, just genuinely living it out um, and, you know, just kind of going about, like, your day-to-day and just really, you know, really trying trying for it, then you'll be really surprised. Yeah. You might come across other people yeah. that are trying to do the same thing. You never know. 
you could also be I, I have a friend who um who has a crucifix uh at his office mm-hmm. and uh he uses it as like last last guy who did that that <laughs> that's what happened to him and like sort of like use it <laughs> oh no yeah, i mean but Dang, like do you know what i mean that's... like find like he's finding ways to insert his faith that's funny do you know what i mean yeah. uh <laughs> like again just cunning as serpents like yeah, whatever yeah, it takes yeah. and it depends who you're you know like we're used to office people you and i yeah, yeah. right like like this is going to be different for the guy um uh like working somewhere like outdoors or different for like more blue collar stuff do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. my hands are so soft <laughs> <laughs> you moisturize frequently <laughs> right but like i think the 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 um the the advice still applies it's just like find out how to insert it don't be afraid to do it mm-hmm. right um and you will be surprised at, at what happens yeah yeah all right uh cool i think so i think we're at time was there any announcements or anything that you had nate um no i think i don't think i have any i think i'm good yeah i don't have anything either i'm I'm excited to see um uh, so now like that we've sort of put it out there in anticipation of like the liturgy podcast i'm so excited Mm. (laughs) i don't think it'll be the next one i need some time to prepare no no no. We should probably do that one as you get a little bit more closer to Holy Week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm excited. It's literally my liturgy, my favorite subject. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> I'm usually all for it. I'm usually all for it, but uh, that was a bit of a stretch. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Everyone, thank you. And thank you for listening to the Holy Smokes podcast. Bye. Bye.